program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to be inspired, informed, motivated, and recharged on radio's favorite power hour, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Every day is a stellar day on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Let's get this party started. Cynthia will be back to kick it all off after this break. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7888. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll-free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at bethestarur.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, hello, Power Partners, and happy, happy holidays. Welcome to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, a positive talk show that will help you be the best person you can possibly be. I am Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we are here with you today to help you celebrate in a tradition that will make you sparkle and shine. We are going to be talking about what are holiday traditions in our first segment, what are the things that you do with your family and friends. In our second segment and the third segment, we're going to be looking at infidelities. We know with Tiger Woods all over the news, it's kind of apropos to do a show on cheating and how to find the right man or woman So we are going to be talking with Charles Hughes about how to get a man that doesn't cheat, 
and also Dr. Ish Major with Little White Wise. So we want you to learn to love and be loved this holiday season and enjoy a true relationship with equality. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by the Carmony Collection, handmade handbags and candles and hair ornaments that are recycled baubles and beads. For more information, you can visit myspace.com forward slash Carmony Clutches. That's Carmony with a K and Clutches with a K. Or go to CarmonyCollection.com, both with a K. And this is actually a bumper sticker. The Miracle Moment is a bumper sticker. And it is, we are just too blessed to be stressed. And isn't that the truth, Heather? During the holiday season, we got to realize our blessings. Most definitely. Well, we're going to start right off um, in this segment and talk about, first of all, the traditions that you all celebrate around the holidays. So let's talk about Christmas. I mean, while we are sitting here, Heather and I are looking at each other. We've got a fire burning. (laughs) And and, uh, we are drinking hot. Stockings are are hung with care. Yes. And we are drinking hot mulled wine. So (laughs) we hope that you are doing something like that, too. But, you know, what is historically, what is it about um, Christmas that has historic links and many people don't know that it was really linked to the Roman festival of the winter solitus and that is our feast of Christmas it came from actually pagan observances and then it was uh, Christianized in the first mention of the celebration of the nativity in a liturgical calendar appears actually in the fourth century and that was the baptism of the pagan festival of the invincible sun or the sol invictus <laughs> as an observance was introduced in 274 by the Emperor Aurelius. And then it was celebrated in Rome on December 25th, which is the winter solstice. The sun of justice came as the light of the world to vanquish darkness and to triumph over sin and death. And this was one of the, um, that w- this is one of the writings. So you can see that Christianity took the winter solstice, which was observed in Egypt and in Arabia, and developed it into the Feast of uh, the Epiphany, and it became a major feast in the East. Well, Heather, you have yes. started doing some research. Exactly. So. And, you know, before, because for us, every holiday, every day of your life is always a personal thing. And here, I know my family, our family, we have very unique and very personalized traditions, and that's why they become traditions, because they are singularized only to you. Um, but it was so interesting observing what my friends do as well and just as my research for this. And it was really great that you brought up the solace to start off with because as our society, as we seem to grow, we kind of have gotten more hypersensitive and more that when I was going to school as you know an elementary um, child, it used to be called the Christmas party or an Easter party. But now in days because uh, that singling out one particular religion, you know, we call them a holiday party. And a friend of mine actually recently had a solace party, the winter solace party on December 21st. Um, and that was actually, you know, his holiday slash Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, to be non-denominal, to just that say. That was really a great idea to yeah, have a winter solace. I like that. It was, a, it was a cute way of just saying, you know, come celebrate the holiday season with us. Uh, but speaking, you know, I want to cover here some of, you know, religious thing, all that great, is, okay, why do, um, you know, calling it, Christmas. Well, actually, the meaning of Christmas is Mass of Christ, bringing to the fact of Christianity. 
is that um, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, it's the birth of Christ, Jesus Christ. So if you follow in the Christ, uh, Christianity religion, that's very big. Um, bringing to Santa Claus, the origins of Santa Claus, uh, that was actually St. Nicholas. He was the Bishop of Myra, which in Myra is today is present-day Turkey. And the thing with um, him is as things Things as, uh, as as we've gone, as she knows as a writer and just as stories in life, how things seem to get translated, go from fact to kind of stretch out to things become legend to a tale, is um, this man, which became a saint, was that he was a very you know sweet and giving individual, but he specialized with giving to the poor and especially to the children. And as legend grew on, as that it came with Santa Claus, that he was the saint, St. Nicholas, of giving to um, giving to children. Um, one thing too about you know the infamous stockings relating to uh, uh, Christmas stockings. There's another legend as well that relates to Saint Nicholas as well of why we have the stockings and why we put um, such fun little goodies with it. So, according to legend, um, this nobleman grew. Um, there was this individual, this man that he was very foolish with his money. And he spindled, you know, he, he wasted away all of his money. And back in this time of day, uh, women, when they were, in a sense, married off, uh, they were given a dowry that it was, you would give a husband um, a, a sense of, you know, if you're going to be taking this daughter off my hands, I'm going to be giving you my goat. And well, because money. women were not valued, number one. Women were just considered shadow, which was money. You know, that was it. Exactly, that. exactly. So people had to spice it up by saying, you know, if you're taking this burden of a daughter off of me, I have to give you something. Um, but this man, um, he, had, he had spent away all his money. So he had three daughters who now had no dowry, and in that day, if you had nothing else than this amazing woman to offer, um, they would become spinsters. They would just become these little old ladies. And hearing of this, um, as legend goes, that St. Nicholas heard of this and wanting to be a giving man and wanting to stay anonymous as not being known for his good things, he, he threw um, three uh, uh, satchels full of gold coins, you know, worth in those days maybe hundreds to $1,000 or so, he threw it down their chimney, and they had three. They had been drying their stockings, um, just their lady stockings, by the fire. And when he threw it down the chimney, you know, they magically fell into the stockings. And that's how legend became of you know putting goodies into um, the stockings. Well, and before you go on there, you should really uh, say that supposedly this really it is a legend, but it is supposedly true that this man Nicholas did exist and uh, that did live and that he really did care that women wouldn't uh, have this dowry and he was very wealthy he never expected to become you know this saint nick but that is the that is supposedly in all different um all different religions and all different countries they do celebrate saint nick's i know that when i lived in holland we celebrated it the beginning of december i think it was december 6th is the feast day of St. Nicholas, and that's actually when you gave presents to one another, not on Christmas. So every country does have a different tradition there. And that's going to be interesting, too, for people out there. If you've ever looked, if you buy, I mean, any kind of calendar usually, there's always in small print on a certain day random little things. If you've ever looked sometimes, uh, you kind of go, what, Canadian Box Day? or something? But they have different holidays that we celebrate in America on um, different days, which is which is interesting. So I would love to look into the international history of things. Um, but two things I found really interesting when I was trying to come up with, you know, looking in traditions 
of things that, um, for me, I was a product of the 80s, but I always just assumed that things, stories and legends have been around forever. Um, but the story of Rudolph the Ro- Red-Nosed Ranger, Ranger, Reindeer um, didn't originate until 1939, and it kind of had a really corporate beginning, um, was that Montgomery Ward, which unfortunately in um, recent economic times has gone out of business, um, but of those of you that are aware of that store... I remember Montgomery Ward. <laughs> they had a catalog, and growing up on the farm, Sears and Montgomery Wards were the only exactly. things we could order. Exactly, and I even, as a kid, I just, it's, I believe it's just in the last 10 years they were sold out and bought it, I, because I even remember it as a kid. Um, but anyways, Montgomery Ward, was, which was, was this department store, if any of you aren't um, familiar with it, um, they had a big, every year they were, they were really big in the purchasing and distributing of coloring books for kids, and especially at Christmas time. And in a way, because it was during um, a, a war time in 1939 and trying to save on money, um, because there's a lot of people know stocking, a lot of things needed to go towards the war in a way to save money. They had one of um, the people that worked from them, a man uh, by the name of Robert L. May, write a story for him. They said, uh, write a story for them saying, we want to create a new coloring book, you know, attach, make a story with it, create us a story, save us some money so we don't have to go through an outside source. So his inspiration he drew from the story of the ugly duckling in part with his own experiences of being taunted as a kid. Um, you know, he's been described, you know, he said that he, you know, he felt as a kid, you know, he was, he was small and frail and kind of felt like, you know, the misfit on the schoolyard. And, and that was the story of the ugly duckling, and to kind of uh, create it into a Christmas tale, he created Rudolph, you know, as this, as this kid that's got, you know, this little deer that has so much, that wants to be the best, but everyone, you know, looks at him, looks at the things that make him different as an outcast, and as we all know, the story is the end, is he becomes a hero, he's the one that saves the day, um, but in this, in this time, it's so crazy to think about that. Um, that when it came out, even during there was this crazy paper shortage, uh, 2.4 million copies were handed out that year. And despite the paper shortage, um, more than 6 million copies were distributed um, until the year 1946, which was just... Um, and so that's how Rudolph... I never knew that story. Yeah, which is insane because I, I thought it you know, was forever. Um, and one thing also, too, is uh, Kwanzaa. No one ever talks about Kwanzaa. And something amazing with that is that it, the tradition of it um, actually didn't start until 1966. And, and, and actually, I recently read something that here in America they're saying that the tradition of it is starting to phase out. Um, because it wasn't a historical, something that's been around for thousands or hundreds of years, it was actually started um, by a professor at California State University, Long Beach, um, to create a Kwanzaa to kind of celebrate the African-American culture, to celebrate where they are now of, of being such, um, you know, being an immigrant here to America and what they've achieved. And as we've known since, since the 60s, the plight of my, Martin Luther King and just how much um, as individuals uh, we've overcome as race and what they've become, um, just kind of celebrating everything from their home country to what they've created um, here in America now. Uh, but as, you know, we've kind of discussed, in um, different things is how traditions have kind of phased out in certain things. I remember, you know, as a kid, we'd always go to, uh, for us, we growing up in a Christianity thing, and so though we have to kind of separate that is that traditions have become more commercialized um, here in America, unfortunately. Um, the religious things of it are just in general, um, kids are, you know, losing the belief of things or things, that, you know, money or tight people associate 
uh, Christmas, Thanksgiving, all these kind of holiday things as a something of gift giving. And though, and though during Hanukkah or during Christmas, it is a time you know to give gifts. I think the greatest gift, especially in this economic situation now, um, is just to give the gift of time of giving, spend time with your family, cooking a dinner together, um, talking. For us, one of our biggest traditions is we always watch old home videos. Now they don't this have is like the most fun thing. Yeah. This is just so great because when do you ever watch those videos? You know, unless you make a time for it. So we have always done the Christmas Eve is the time that, you know, we do the big bouillabaisse or chipino or crab or whatever and we all sit around and we laugh so hard we can't believe the hairstyles. We can't believe <laughs> we can't believe the colors, you know, that we wore or the little tiny voices of the kids or you know, it's just amazing. It is it's a really fun tradition. Yeah, and exactly and that's what I was getting to is that you know, for us, it's always so special to have our own personalized traditions. Now, m- some of my friends, their traditions are that, you know, they open a, gri- a gift on Christmas Eve, or on Christmas Eve, they spend it with one part of the family, and Christmas Day, they spend it with another. Or, you know, some, pe- some of my friends, you know, they always go away on a trip. They do not want to be home during Christmas. So there's, that's what always makes the holidays so special. And I think for a lot of people, you know, if you get married or, or if you're unable to go home, home you celebrate it with a friend or um, you know some kind of companion to kind of observe other people's uh, celebrations of things. I've got to experience different people's Christmases as well as Thanksgiving, and it's so fascinating to me because I've all you know when you grow up one way observing it, you think this is all that must exist, and it's so exciting and such a fun learning process to see it as other people and just well absolutely and heather we're already out oh of time on our, <laughs> our holiday traditions so please give the website most definitely speaking it's not too late to give the great gift of literacy so please or or taxes are coming up soon give yourself a great tax write-off donate to be the star you are so go to be the star you are.com be the star you are.org also stock those stuffings with a carmony clutch go to myspace.com forward Harmony Clutches, both with a K. Well, when we come back from break, you're going to find out that chivalry is not dead. Charles Hughes will talk about loving a woman and being a great man. When we return on this wonderful holiday traditional celebration, I am Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Ray. And this is Star Style. Be the star you are. Don't go away. You don't want to miss it. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a change maker when you dare to care by supporting Be The Star You Are charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. 
Are you wondering how to jumpstart your life while bringing more excitement and joy into every moment? Join the Goddess Gals, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, each week on radio's favorite power hour, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. You'll hear from the experts and authors that inspire and motivate you to be your greatest, unique self. Plus, in Tea for Two, a mother-daughter brew, Cynthia and Heather tackle the topics and tips that make a difference. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on World Talk Radio, Studio A. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll-free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at bethestarur.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, thank you for staying with us. I am Cynthia Bryan, and you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, on this wonderful traditional holiday day. We hope you are having a great one. Every week here at Be the Star You Are, we bring you the authors and the experts that can expand your life and help you live fuller, living, loving, laughing, learning, and leading. Well, when Charles Hughes wrote his book, he wrote it because he's living it. His book is How to Get a Man That Doesn't Cheat. And what we want for you for the New Year's is to be able to live in love. Charles is with us now. Welcome, Charles, to Star Style. Be the star you are. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I know that you have a really busy schedule, and this was not easy for you to come today, so we really do appreciate it. Now, you really have a message for people out there, and, you know, today it's, it's very apropos that we be speaking with you because the news is filled with, you know, the sadness that, uh, of infidelities with Tiger Woods escapades, etc., but what's your book, How to Get a Man That Doesn't Cheat, is about is that there needs to be a way for women to have help when they're entering a relationship to know that a man is true, that a man is going to be there for him. Tell us about your experiences. I know you're madly in love with your wife and, and what you want us to know about your book, How to Get a Man That Doesn't Cheat. Yes, yes. Thank you again for having me. What I want the women of the world to know is that it is truly possible to have a man that doesn't cheat. I was explaining before, when I originally wrote my book, I thought I would try to change a man, but there's no time for that, arguing and changing a man. You have to see what's in a man before you have any strings attached. And I believe, the experts say communication is key, but when I say communication, I literally mean communicate about everything where there's no strings attached, a person you might see as someone you see as a brother, someone you might see, I don't see him that way, it might be the perfect one. See, in my mind, I think dating 
leads down to the wrong path because dating it seems fake and it seems to be putting on your best shoe, your best foot forward. Well, you know, if, if you don't date and you're and how do you be truthful? Because I know you're very emphatic about telling the truth, being honest, being who you are, and not putting on airs at all. So, how do you just be authentic and be your best self when you don't know that person? Right. If you're interested in someone, you should just get to know them. See, you have to go way back and re- revert. It's like we do with AOL. You want to go back to DOS. You want to go back to low-level, uh, old-fashioned situations. Example, when you're interested in somebody, let them let the man come to you. When you start seeing him, don't call it a date. Don't think of it as a date. It'll be too rushed. It'll be too obvious, too pressured. Just get to know each other. And actually, through the phone, you, you can know each other and you can talk more over the phone than just dating because everything is like a worldly societal procedure and it doesn't help you. That's why there's a lot of doubt because anyone can do these things. Anyone can behave on a date. Well, you know, Charles, you said something that I found very, very interesting um, in your book and that is, is that especially guys, and I imagine women are guilty of the same thing because I work with a lot of young people and I see this all the time, is that more people are spending time on the phone or interacting with their peers as opposed to the person that they would like to be in a relationship with or that they, you know, that somebody that could really love them and that they could be part of that. So how do you do that? I mean, what is the key? Is it that you get in touch with people on a regular basis? When I say people, I mean the person that you're very much interested in. Because I was talking to a girl uh, recently, who said, "Gosh, she had met this really great guy, but then they they seem to have a lot of talking and communication and seeing each other and talking on the phone for two or three days. But then he'll go a week and he won't call, and that sends doubts in her mind. Does he really care? You know, right. who is he? So, what's your advice for that? Oh yes, oh yes. See, any situation that's going to turn bad in the future always has signs. Now, you just said that he doesn't call. There should be no reason for him not calling." See, if you if you go out with a person with no strings attached, you you would just be yourself, and it has to be unconditional caring for the person. Two people that are beginning, it should just be two people. It shouldn't be a whole crowd. They have to really get to know each other slowly, and they just have to talk and and, and keep it keep their minds on the positive. You know, don't go to the obvious intimacy and things that will cause destruction in the future. It's like Intimate, being intimate too fast, it's like driving fast. You might get from point A to point B, but you most likely will wreck, and then you won't have any any good travels. You know, you won't survive. In my book, I show a woman how to have a man that doesn't cheat for good, not temporary. If she really wants a relationship, it's like finding a needle in a haystack. My book is kind of like a magnifying glass that nobody believes in. It's like a fairy tale magnifying glass, but it is real. If you really have been cheated on. It's this devastating thing, and there's no excuse of saying all men cheat. It doesn't matter if all men cheat. There is not that's not a true statement. You have to speak positive and think positive. Well, we're talking and, to Charles Hughes, and, and his book is called How to Get a Man That Doesn't Cheat. And as you can tell from what he's saying right now, he cares deeply about women. He doesn't want them to be hurt, and he also cares about men, and he really believes that we can all live very dignified and happy lives if we 
stay on the tried and true. Now, one of the things you talk about in your book is communicating vertically versus horizontally. What do you mean? I know you speak in metaphors. Tell us about that. Yes, I am a metaphoric speaker. Speaking vertically means two people standing up, get to know each other, instead of speaking with the body, which is horizontally. That means getting in bed, doing the obvious things that don't grab any kind of quality in a relationship. You know, it's like it's like ice cream and cake. It's it's it's, it's delicious, and, but it's not really healthy for you. It doesn't give you the nutrition you need. In other words, when you communicate vertically, you're speaking about the positive things, about unconditional love, building a life together, not just having sex very quickly, which the flesh wants it, but you just have to fight that. That is the number one thing that would cause cheating. It's like, I'll give you an example. You have a child that's singing in a play. To your ears, that child sounds the best because that is your child. When you are dating or going out with a person, when you focus on them, they are the best. And then you begin to get that unconditional feeling for the person, whether you want to call it love or, or anything. You get an unconditional feeling, and you know that this is the one for you because the one for a person, which is a soulmate, that is developed. That cannot be found or picked. You have to develop that. And when you really get that unconditional caring, when when there's dark hours, when nobody's looking, when you have availability to cheat, you won't do it because you are focused on that person so much that they're ingrained in your emotions, in your mind, in your heart, and in your temperament, you know? So when you see somebody and it's just superficial, it doesn't mean anything, you know? Well, you know, that brings me to a question, and I don't know if you have the answer to this, but I'm sure you have a philosophical answer in one way or another or an answer from life experience from people that you've met or worked with. And that is, why do you guys cheat in the first place? Why is it that, and I don't, when I say guys, I don't mean that only guys do because women do too, but what, why is it that if someone is in a monogamous, supposedly monogamous relationship and they get the temptation, they're in Vegas or they're out with the guys and, you know, they have some lap dancer come in, why is it that they decide that they're going to cheat when they've got that wonderful woman at home? Right. Well, I'll put it like this. Cheating is like driving a car. If you're a bad driver, you're going to drive all over the place and crash. You're going to, but if you know how to control your, your drive, which is your sex drive, you keep it within the proper person who you're with. You keep your train on the track. See, desire oh, I like that. You away. keep your train on the track. That's perfect yes. coming from you. Desire, yes, desire does not go away. It is not a bad thing. It's how you behave from it. You know, if you communicate about different things and temptations you go through, those desires will die away, and then you will stay. See, cheating is easy to do. And also, believe it or not, not cheating is very easy to do. It's a decision. You know, if you love someone, you're not going to hurt them. You're not going to stray, even though you might not feel it as a man. But you have to look on the other person's, you know, see the shoe on the other foot. You have to see, the, see life from their perspective. When you get to know people, your mind opens, and you see... You see life through the, your partner. You just well, and also I think that, you know, it's a matter of integrity, isn't it? I mean, when you really care for someone, you don't want to hurt them. You don't want right. them to suffer. And if you were to cheat on the person that you have proclaimed your love for, that's very, very hurtful. And then once trust is gone, I'm not so sure you can build it back up. Yeah, it's like a broken spine. It'll take a stream miracle to walk again. Yes, that's, that's what exactly. cheating is. It's like, a, it's like a devastating car crash, and it's unnecessary. 
you know, and everybody gives up and says everybody does it. I understand how they feel, but you have to have a little, a little salt, a little sprinkle of spiritualness, a little, a little faith, a little invisibility, a little good, you know, a little goodness in your mind that nobody else sees. You have to see it. If you look at the fairy tales in life through the storybooks, it's always one person that sees a vision trying to explain to others, whether it's Cinderella or something good. You have to have that hope, and you just cannot give up. And you have to demand that your man will not cheat. Don't talk to him about it. Just be about it. The way you dress, the way you carry yourself. Oh, I love that. Bad. Don't talk about it. Be about it. In other words, you need to be, not do. And you, yes, you have to control yourself and wait. You may feel bad. You might not. You might. Your hormones might be raging, but you have to do whatever it takes to build that relationship. What I wrote in my book is, when you build a house, you build the foundation. You don't have sex in the foundation. You have sex in the house. That means when you get a relationship and you put the foundation, there should be no sexual pressure in your conversation until you have that relationship, you know, standardized. That's when you have the level of the the house. That's when the house is built. You have the foundation that cannot be broken. Then you 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 have sex in the house. When the house is built, then you put in the furniture. Then you put in the bed. You know. Well, you build you, on it. Is what that's what a whole build, foundation build. is. I want to go back to something that you just touched on briefly. And for all our listeners who are just joining us, we are talking to Charles Hughes. He is the author of How to Get a Man That Doesn't Cheat. And he's not trying to change men. He's just trying to give a lot of information that you can use that's very respectful. You talked about the way people dress. Now, right. I, I, this is a big one. Why is it that what women wear is important either to attract men or to keep men? I mean, shouldn't it just be that women wear whatever they want, whenever they want. I mean, like, you know, today I went on a walk. I throw on my sweats. I mean, it was a beautiful day. I didn't care how I looked. I just want to go out. Should I be allowed to just be who I am? That is true. That is true. But that's that's uh, 90% of society, and 90% of society gets cheated on. See, dressing normally is okay, but when you dress too revealing, you're sending out the wrong message because you're going to attract the... See, when you dress like that, there's a void in you that's needing something. Okay, so you you're talking attract. about that not dressing. When person. we talk about dressing, you're saying when you dress too seductively, that's not a good thing. Um, and I'm also asking, can you just, you know, do you have to always have, do you think that women need to be made up and always look beautiful? Can't we just get back to being who we are? You know, you wake up, your hair's not pretty, your breast's not good, so you brush your teeth, you comb your hair. But we don't always have to look like we're getting ready to go out, right? Right, right. The form-fitting things, that's, that's for somebody you built a relationship. They have to earn that look and that, that uh, reveal, the revealing. They have, to, they have to earn that. You just don't give it away too quickly. It's like taking out money in your wallet and, and flinging it in the street. People are going to grab it. But if you're with somebody, you, you be with them, they're the one that have your heart and your finances, so to speak, you know? And I really want women to get the, the word out. All they have to do, you know, just go order the book, authorhouse.com. Yes, let's do the, let's give and, the website, authorhouse.com. Yes, just type the title. The name of the book man. is How to Get a Man That Doesn't Cheat, and the author is Charles Hughes. And is there any other way they should get the book, um, or is that the best way? That's, that's the best way. That's the best way. Well, I really love it, Charles, that you are a man that is still chivalrous. I know that you open doors and, and you know, you're, you're caring, and I like that. I really think that 
we need that. We, you know, we need to have people that are caring for one another. And so this is a, really is a good book to help both men and women learn to spend a lot of time with each other, communicate with one another, and to really, truly communicate, and as you like to say, vertically, not just horizontally. So go to authorhouse.com, how to get a man that doesn't cheat. Author is Charles Hughes. Leave us with just one passing note, if you could. I mean, do you have a couple of last words you'd like to, to say that people can have a takeaway of, you know, that they can make their relationships better? Yes. Not cheating doesn't make a person good. They're good so they don't cheat. See, anybody cannot cheat for a little while, but you have to you have to carry on. It's like I said before, when you if you have a child singing in a play, to you they sound beautiful. You don't look at another child who might sound better and say, Oh, you know what, they sound better. Let me go with that child, let that let me adopt that child, let that child be my child. You enjoy your child because it's you. When people are meeting, they are one. Marriage is not only a piece of paper, that just makes it legal. A ring makes it visual for others. But when you're married is when you have that unconditional feeling where you know no matter what you're feeling down below, you will keep your train on the track. Ooh, this oh. is, that is very, very good. You know, I think the bottom line is that, what, and what your book is advocating, is to be loyal, to be honest, to be truthful, and have integrity. And the bottom line is you want to treat others the way you want to be treated yourself, and that's the only way to live in a relationship. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I want to thank you so much, Charles, for coming on and rearranging your schedule so that you could be here with us today. The book is How to Get a Man That Doesn't Cheat, the author Charles Hughes. Go to authorhouse.com and have a fabulous holiday with your family. Charles, I know that you will because you are a man that cares. You too. Thank you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate the time, and we have to talk again. Thank you, Charles. It's been a delight. Well, when we come back from break, we're going to continue this conversation because we are going to be talking to Ish Major with his book, Little White Wise, A Woman's Guide to the Lies, Men Tell, and Why. You don't want to miss this. We're trying to prep you for the new year so that you can have a great relationship. I am Cynthia Bryan. You are listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. Stay with us. We'll be back in a bit with more. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a changemaker when you dare to care by supporting Be The Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. Is your sexual relationship satisfying? Do you have a nagging question about sex and you can't find the answer? Tune into Sex in Our Cities with hosts Donna Kane Francis and Robin Potter Kimball. Two advanced practice registered nurses are here to answer all of your questions about sex and relationships. Each issue will be presented in an objective, unbiased perspective designed to educate and empower you to make healthy decisions and bring about change in your life. 
Sex in Our Cities is broadcast live Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Are you wondering how to jumpstart your life while bringing more excitement and joy into every moment? Join the Goddess Gals, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, each week on radio's favorite power hour, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. You'll hear from the experts and authors that inspire and motivate you to be your greatest, unique self. Plus, in Tea for Two, a mother-daughter brew, Cynthia and Heather tackle the topics and tips that make a difference. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on World Talk Radio, Studio A. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll free at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Or send an email to info at be the star you are.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, we are here all together being the stars that we are and celebrating a wonderful holiday season here and trying to get us on track to help us in our daily living for our relationships and our lives in every single way. And we always bring you the experts here. Well, why are men cheaters? Why are men such dogs? I don't know why we get the bad ones from time to time, but Ish Major, Dr. Ish Major, has written a wonderful small little book that we should all have on our shelves and read it. It's called Little White Wise, A Woman's Guide Through the Lies Men Tell and Why. Who, why do they tell these? Who knows? Well, Ish is with us now. Welcome, Dr. Major, to Be the Star You Are. Hello. How are you doing? I am great. And how are you? Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you, too. And thanks for having me on your show. Oh, I am very excited about it. Well, we should give a little bit of background on you first so that people know that you are a board-certified adult psychiatrist, but you also specialize in children and families. Yes. And you have really been seen throughout your doctor career here, you know, relationships in trouble. And one of the things that you see are the lies that people tell, that men tell to women, and why do we accept them? So you took the time to write Little White Wise, and I really love it because you just spell it out. It's like <laughs> you just tell it as it is. So let's tell, talk to us about what is the problem that we're having right now in America between men and women, and why are we faced with so many lies, and, and how, can we, how can we solve this? Well, you know, I tell you what, uh, the, the problem is twofold. The problem is lack of communication, number one, uh, and it's getting worse and worse with the technology age. Now there are more, car- uh, more conversations carried on over text message uh, than in person on the phone, and so that's the first problem. The second problem is people sure do seem to be getting more and more selfish, don't they? Oh, I, you know, I really agree with you, Ish. I, I, it's like 
I think that people are spending more time on Facebook than face-to-face. Absolutely. And in, when you're texting somebody, you don't get the subtext. You don't get the backstory. Right. You can't see their faces. You don't right. know. You can't hear their voices, so you don't know if they're making a joke or if they're serious. You have no idea. And online, over text, I can be anybody I want. I can, you know, I can, I can say, and, and say things and convey things that I may not be as comfortable saying over, you know, face-to-face. So it's totally different. So we're really in a quandary now. So mm-hmm. the solutions. How you do we get into a relationship the right way, and how do we take it slowly? Ah, you touched on the keyword, and that's what a lot of folks are overlooking now. Everything is so um, instant gratification um, centralized now. You've got to take it back to basics. You've got to take it slow, and you've got to start at the beginning by, number one, realizing what exactly it is you want out of that relationship. Well, you know, in your book, you talk about, and the book is Little White Wise, and it's by uh, Dr. Ish Major, A Woman's Guide Through the Lies Men Tell and Why. You are very straightforward. You, you say it, uh, you know, like it's supposed to be said. Relationships are hard. <laughs> we have to work at them. They don't, don't come easy. But people just tend to get out, or they wander, or... They decide that, you know, they're going to tell a lie instead of tell the truth. Mm-hmm. This isn't okay. So how do we get around it? How do we change? Well, you know, the problem is I think when we're in a relationship and we get to feeling like our needs are not being met, um, what happens is you get a lot of resentment. You, got a lot, you get a lot of things that aren't said. And then instead of working with what you have there, we tend to give up on that and seek that fulfillment elsewhere because it just seems easier to do it that way than put the work in to trying to right the ship that you're currently on. Yeah, and, you know, again, uh, something that you bring out in your book is you have to know yourself, don't you? Absolutely. Before you can be in a relationship, you have to have a relationship with yourself. Absolutely. That is absolutely critical. And not only know yourself, but you have to be comfortable with who you are. Mm. So comfortable, in now, fact. Now that, you're touching on something that's a major <laughs> yeah. hurt, a major right. owie ouch for Right, and you have to be so comfortable that you are able to share this with whoever, you know, with whoever you're with. There's, there's nothing uh, more delightful than the 80-year-old lady who can say and do everything she wants because she is totally comfortable <laughs> with who she is at this point Yeah, it's point like that poem Purple, right? You Absolutely. know, is that I'm going to, you know, when I, because I'm so old now, I can wear purple. I'm going to eat more ice cream. I'm going to do all this. Why don't we just do it all now? I mean, Absolutely. just be comfortable Absolutely. with who we are. Well, because we want to, we want, um, we want to be that person. Everybody has that image of who they want to be, and everybody wants to get. You know, relationships are, are so tough because everybody's got to have one, whether you admit it or not. We we all have them in our lives, and it's so tough to get it right. But we all want so desperately to get it right. Well, a large part of human communication is body language. Absolutely. And so we really need to pay attention. And in your book, Little White Wise, mm-hmm. you talk about the warning signals that we tend to kind of brush under the rug. Mm-hmm. And women really, since you're writing this actually as a women's guide, we really need to, to listen to this because mm-hmm. you are very straightforward. You are a man. You've got, you know, you've got it going for yourself. And you can tell women, hey, mm-hmm. this is what men want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom always had a saying when we were younger growing up that people need to tell it like it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I felt that I needed to tell it like it is. Here's what a lot of women don't know, who I've seen in my practice and, and talked to uh, in, in my research for the book. Guys are very, very nonverbal. 
most of what we want to convey, we convey it through action, by doing, and a lot of that doing is also coming through body language. So there's a lot of really key signs you should pay attention to that really are telltale signs that a guy's lying to you. Any hesitation when he's saying things to you, any raising of the eyebrows uh, like he's stunned at what you just asked him, uh, any shuffling of the hands and feet. When a man is telling you something he wants you to really know and understand, he's making direct eye contact, he is very confrontational, he is standing firm in his ground. Anything less than that, and he's not being 100% honest with you. Well, you have outlined your book in a very interesting way. You have red flag answers and white flag answers. Mm -hmm. And what it is is that you pose a question, and then you offer answers, and the red flag answers would be the answers that a man would give to a woman's questions. And those are the ones, hey, women, you know, get in your car and run as fast as you can. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And the white flag are, they're acceptable. I mean, Mm -hmm. they may not be what you want to hear, but at least, They're most likely the truth. Mm -hmm. Talk to us a little bit about the red flags and the white flags. Well, you know, the red flags are those things, like you said, uh, as soon as in the middle of that red flag answer, get in your car and leave. It's one of those things like, um, do you love your mom? or How do you feel about your mom? If he starts cursing at (laughs) at the asking of that question, well, here's what you've got to understand. A guy who doesn't love his mom is going to have a tough time uh, knowing how to please women. If he didn't grow up having those loving, warm feelings towards mom and liking to see that most important woman in his life happy, now that you're going to be that next important woman in his life, he's going to have a tough time understanding how and why to make you happy. Well, and you, know, you said in your book here that one of the reasons you actually wrote your book here is because you have sisters. Absolutely. And you love your mom, you love your sisters, and you don't want to see them hurt. And what happens so often with these guys that hate their sisters or hate their family mm-hmm. is that their wife becomes the next person that's battered in Absolutely. their life. So, so you're probably looking at a dangerous relationship. Absolutely. And see, you know, that goes to the heart of one of the more serious reasons, you know, behind the book because, you know, relationships, you know, some, some end well, some don't end so well. Uh, but then there are that select few that end in tragedy. And, you know, it could be avoided if you pay attention to those warning signs early on. You need to ask that guy about his past relationships. You know, if he has, any, if has ever had any type of uh, restraining order against him, any type of court order against him, any kind of legal issues, or he has a history of violence, those are things you need to know because this is something that it's a pattern of behavior. And nine times out of ten, that pattern is going to continue. And you don't want to be there when it does. Yeah, exactly, because the leopards don't change their spots. Absolutely now, right. what do you tell your patients, especially your women patients, who are, oh, I can change him, love can change everything? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, uh, and that goes to the nature of how women and guys think. Women are nurturers. Mm-hmm. They're caring. You know, and they want, they want to be that one. And the, the, the crux of that is, I know he may have done that with a lot of other people, but... If I can be the one to change him, then that makes me special. Mm. And so that's but why women are willing to sick. And what I do is anybody. I just you can only out. change yes. yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, it's you interesting. It. We all get in this. We all want to be that caregiver. We all oh. want to be that person that's going to, you know, change somebody's life to the better. But the bottom line is, we don't have that power. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's what I tell them. I said, listen, the problem in relationships is that we don't have control over that other person. We can't control what they do. All we can do is look at their history and try to predict what their future is going to be. And I tell them all the time, the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. And so it's very much like an investment, isn't it, where they say that, uh, you know, you're not going to say that 
You can't, when you make an investment, you can't say that you're going to make a lot of money just because the past you did, but it is the best indicator. It is definitely the best indicator. You're absolutely Well, right. another one of the questions that I thought was important is with you, if a guy, if you ask a guy, do you have children? And he oh. hesitates. You know, you've got to remember that he, if he hesitates at all or says that she's my mama's, <laughs> with my, the baby mama, or oh, yes. whatever it is, we can't fall with that, you, you know? Can't. We can't fall for these guys that are like, oh, it lives with their mom or whatever, because that's what, how they're going to be with you. Absolutely, absolutely. All types of red flag answers there. Guys get very colorful and creative. Well, she said it was mine, but it wasn't. I don't think so. Uh, I don't see them, so no, I don't really have kids. Uh, you know, my baby's mother won't let me see them, so no, I'm not really a have kids. You know, a lot of different answers. And I would tell them, listen, anything less than an absolute yes or no, Okay? He's lying to you. He's it's a very, lying. It's a yes or no question. Now, Either you can't get any simpler than that. A yes or no question. He's lying to you. Again, the book is Little White Wise, A Woman's Guide Through the Lies Men Tell and Why. Dr. Ish Major, uh, who is a psychiatrist, he's in family practice, specializes in kids, but sees lots of relationship things. Obviously, he's got the answers here because you live it yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, and now, how do you catch yourself, uh, you know, when you are in relationships? Do you have to, like, monitor yourself? Oh, it's, absolutely. It is mm. tough. It is tough because the natural inclination, you know, and a lot of women don't believe this, but the natural inclination is for guys, we want to make you guys happy. Right. We want to please. Yeah. We well, want to be you want to be accepted, guy. too. Right, right. And, yeah, we, and we, you probably also want to get underneath the covers. <laughs> oh, well, now that's the number one goal now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, okay, I've got Absolutely. something in those pants there. All right. Absolutely. And, guys, you know, we really hate to let you guys down because we want to be that guy, and so we hate to see that look of disappointment when we let you down, and so that makes us more inclined to lie. Now, does that mean it's coming from a good place? Uh, not necessarily. We need to be honest to give you guys the choice because what happens is when you're lying to somebody, you take their objectivity off the table you take their ability to make a fair decision away you talk this is something that's very important to me as a woman and to any woman that i know no means no tell mm -hmm. us about that absolutely absolutely and it's just it's one of those things again you have to be careful about who you're dealing with in the situations you put yourself in you know a guy who's got a history of kind of bending those boundaries and breaking those rules Nine times out of ten, he's going to continue to do so. But if you didn't ask the questions, if you didn't ask around, you don't know anything about who his family or who his friends are and where this guy's coming from, then you could find yourself in a very dangerous situation that not only have consequences for maybe that night or the next week or month, but for a lifetime. I wanted to ask you, Ish, how did you come up with these pop quizzes? Are these, because they're great, they're throughout the book, Little White Wise, a uh, woman's guide through the lies men tell and why. Mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Major has pop quizzes that we can take. Oh, and, yeah. you know, I think it's a great idea to record your answers and see how, how you do want it. Mm -hmm. But how did you come up with these pop quizzes? Is it from patients that you have seen that you've decided, wow, mm -hmm. this is pretty prevalent. I better kind of put this out there as a warning? Absolutely. From patients and from friends. I have a lot of female friends, and I tell you, some of the situations they've been in uh, are just astounding uh, when they start to tell you these stories. And, you know, I'm listening like, wow, did that really happen? But it happened so often, I felt I needed to put it down in print just to kind of get it out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, because it's interesting when I read through the pop quizzes, mm -hmm. it seems like some of the, you know, sometimes you go, okay, this, it could be this answer, it could be that answer, but the bottom line is 
that sometimes there really is only one real answer, so we yes. really got to think it through. We got to think with our heads, not just with our hearts. Absolutely. And what guys count on is that women are going to be thinking with their hearts. Yes. And, and that we, we want to be that. nice and caring and give the benefit of the ga- of Ab- the doubt, right? Absolutely. You got it. Yeah. So, all right. In in kind of in summation, what do you think are the best tips that women can use? Mm-hmm. To keep it, you know, to keep it real, mm-hmm. to keep guys on their toes. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what should they focus on? What should women be focusing on? You know, what guys, uh, the women that guys find unforgettable are the women who have tons of self-respect and the women who are not willing to compromise what they want for the sake of being with someone. And yeah, so that means, there you go. Okay. That's, I think you've just hit the, the nail <laughs> on the head there is right. that. There is no compromise. There is no compromise because, in the end, it's not going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. Okay? And if you're not happy, then that means the other person is usually not happy as well. And so be honest with yourself with what you want. Be honest with him with what it is you're looking for. Present your package. Put it on the table. And then you both make a grown-up decision about whether you want to proceed or not. And you have a heck of a lot better chance of being happy down the road. I love it. Well, the book is Little White Wise. The author is Dr. Ish Major. It's a woman's guide through the lies that men tell and why. Please visit the website, littlewhitewise.com. Mm-hmm. That's littlewhitewise.com. As you can tell, it's filled with important information. Ish, this has just been fantastic. Absolutely. What great tips, and, and your, I love your book. I love the way you put it together. It really is very uh, conclusive and realistic, and, and it just really offers a functional guide for people. So thank you for taking the time to write it. And we don't want lies. Let's have the truth. Why not can't we have the truth, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you well, so much for having Well, thanks for being me. on the show, Ish, and I wish you a very happy holiday season and a wonderful, wonderful New Year. And Hopefully we'll get you back one of these days. Oh, that would be fantastic. I love to. Happy holidays to you, too. Thank you. You've mm-hmm. been listening to Cynthia Bryan, and this is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. For more information about the charity, go to bethestarur.org. It is getting towards the end of the year. Make a tax-deductible donation now. Why give it to Uncle Sam? Help literacy, help kids, help women. You've heard uh, great authors today, bethestarur.org. And I hope that you have a wonderful week celebrating with your family. We'll be back here for a New Year's celebration with you next week. And until then, go out into the world, make it a great day, and remember you are a star. Sparkle and shine. I'm Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Happy holidays. Thanks for joining me. Thanks again for listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. For more information about Be the Star You Are nonprofit corporation, please visit bethestarur.org. That's bethestarur.org. Join Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember, to be a leader, you must be a reader. Enjoy a stellar week. You're a seeker, a dreamer, with courage to be.